This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek, here with The Record North Shore founding member Joe Coughlin. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. I know we talked to you guys on Friday, um, recording this on Tuesday, the 28th, and um, there's still somehow a lot to talk about. We've got a lot of great coverage um, from the past you know, few days, a lot of good stuff happening over the weekend. So um, we're going to do a full four-quarter format for this week's episode, recap everything in the first quarter. We're going to be joined by uh, Loyola Girls Basketball player Paige Angles in the second quarter. Way or no way in the third quarter, a weekly guessing game. And then we preview the upcoming week. Um, and there's a lot to talk about in the fourth quarter. So um, a lot of great stuff to cover in the next, well, I don't know, 40 minutes, an hour long. But um, before we get started, you uh, just a reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out and uh, give us a nice little subscription, a review that always helps us um, not only, you know, see if we're, you know, how we're doing and all that kind of stuff, but also helps us other listeners who are also interested um, in North Shore high school sports or just high school sports in Illinois in general um, find us. So we always appreciate everyone's kind words and support. Um, all right, let's get things started here. I'm going to bring Joe in um, a lot to talk about in this first quarter. Um, and let's start things off with girls basketball. Last time we talked with you guys, uh, we talked about uh, Loyola um, moving on to the super section around. We regret to uh, uh, then mention Regina um, getting in there, but they're also competing in the super sectional. And uh, both Wilmette schools uh, are heading down to state after impressive wins. Um, Loyola beat Libertyville 53 to 44, um, and Regina beat Phillips 53 to 40. Um, both teams heading down to uh, state. Loyola um, competed there last in 2012, um, while Regina last competed at the state finals in 2003. Uh, Joe, starting off with Loyola, um, you know, we talked about, you know, whether they would have a slow start, whether how things were going to go um, after, you know, such an emotional game against, you know, Maine South on Friday in that sectional final. And you kind of saw that it kind of happened where Loyola, you know, Libertyville came out to an eight nothing lead. Um, Loyola fought its way back a little bit here um, and forced 14 turnovers um, in the first half. But, you know, you saw, you know, a slow start there, but Loyola kind of put things together to now really make this a competitive game. Yeah. To start, they were just kind of out of sync, um, you know, missing their looks and um, really not getting into a good groove on the offensive end. But, you know, they, they took what I thought was the, the necessary leap there when they were kind of struggling to just full force of their defense, kind of to a level of intensity that even I hadn't seen or, you know, in, in, in the past few years uh, where defense has been their hallmark. Um, they were just absolutely ferocious in their full court pressure. Um, there was a stretch. I wish I would have kept track what Libertyville just could not get the ball up the floor. Um, and even when they got it past half court, uh, if it didn't lead to a turnover, it certainly didn't lead to a good shot. Um, that Loyola pressure just did a number on Libertyville after their 8-0 lead. And um, 
because of that. I think, you know, Loyola was able to chip into that lead and, of course, take the lead. Um, they, they did force 14 turnovers in the first half and I think another 12 or 10 in the second half. So uh, just a really impressive effort by that defensive unit. And then the offense came around, right? Um, they've got players who can score and uh, they showed the ability to do that. Um, Galvin got going. Uh, Aubrey Galvin, we talked about her so much, but her <laughs> her ability all over the floor is impressive, but for some reason, she just has that flair for buzzer beaters. I wonder how many she has this year. Um, I've seen her, I think, two or three times this year have multiple in a game. Um, and she had a, a crazy cool tip in um, on the uh, in this one um, off off a miss. So cool stuff. Um, but like I said, slow start, which was answered by this just really intense impressive defensive uh force yeah we talked about you know that defense last week and how important it is to you know their success we've talked a lot about how much they're able to score how much you know you know aubrey and Paige are all able to do that kind of stuff but um defensively it just really seemed like that was kind of what helped loyola kind of you know keep things alive in this game and you know once you know once galvin got going the scoring kind of got going but that defense has really been essential um, to a team that's just kind of dominated opponents all season long. Yeah, and it's it's the athleticism and speed um, mostly on that defensive unit because they do play five guards like all the time. I guess in their starting lineup, you could call uh, Julia Gamboa a post, but she's really a guard playing, you know, <laughs> playing the role of a post. But um, then they'll bring in Mary-Kate Mackey, who's, a sophomore and certainly a guard and that speed that she brings in tenacity with, you know, Weasler angles, Galvin and, and um, Langston. I mean, it, you can't do much with it. You just have to be super poised with the basketball um, patient. And uh, yeah, you have to have, you have to have multiple ball handles on the floor. If you ask me to be able to navigate that the loyal defense with any sort of efficiency. And uh yeah, it's just uh, it's it's a bear, and uh, it it showed out again. Um, Panthers are twenty four and nine, with many of their losses coming against larger teams such as Highland Park, Moneyline, and Niles West. Um, Regional will take on Peoria and Notre Dame on Thursday. We'll talk about that, but. Um, Joe, for this Regina team to make it back to state for the first time since 2003, um, a really impressive, you know, under the radar kind of season for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think it was under the rare, even though they racked up, you know, 23-plus wins. I'm not even sure what they're at right now. Um, but um, a really good season for them. They did take some loss, but they do play a uh, a schedule that includes a lot of 3A and 4A teams. So a really small school that plays DePaul Prep, that plays Niles West, um, some bigger schools. So um, they kind of prepped themselves for this. You know, similar to Loyola, they are – defensive minded um they like to turn you over uh they play with a lot of guards and a lot of speed um and then on the offensive end it's a uh, pick your poison with they're led by three sophomores i think they all average about seven and a half uh to ten points a game um and then kind of two senior leaders help set up that offense so it's a good team uh back to state you know uh, i talked to coach bob noon about this a little bit a couple days ago that Regina has 
um, if you were to look at it, I think a lot of people consider it a basketball school, obviously known for a lot of other things from academics to, to athletics, but uh, people think of it as a basketball school on the athletic side. And there's a lot of pride there um, and a lot of history. And uh, he, he, he talked about that and getting back to state and, and putting up these successful seasons is a big deal. Uh, and they're really proud of it um, throughout the Regina community. So um, kudos to them for another big season. Yeah, congrats to them. And we'll obviously break down their path to a state championship, both in the third and the fourth quarter. Um, moving on over now to the boys tournament where we had a regional finals and uh, super, uh, sectional semifinals take place Friday and Tuesday, respectively. Loyola beat Niles West 54-33 to to win their regional title, while New Trier uh, beat OPRF 66-51 for a regional title on Friday. Both teams met up on Tuesday night for a sectional semifinal game, Joe, that um, saw New Trier beat Loyola 36-33, number four seed New Trier moving on to the sectional championship against Glenbrook North on uh, Friday. Um, Joe, uh, you know, these two teams have played against each other. They know each other pretty well, um, but, you know, Trevian's really kind of, you know, put things together in that final fourth quarter in order to, you know, I don't know if you want to call it an upset given how close all these four teams were to each other um, in the sectional, but, you know, just to pick up a big rivalry win and move on to the sectional final. Yeah, certainly it's it's only an upset by by how the seedings are. Uh, I think even talking to Coach Libertino from Loyola last night, I mean, I think everybody knew these top four, maybe even five or six seeds were really close in terms of talent and ability to win and uh, they knew they were in for a grind um in this you know to get to the super sectional to get out of this sectional and uh, really it started last night um just a rock'em sock'em game like we expect not the prettiest basketball you're going to see when these two teams take each other on um and uh, we saw that with the first quarter where where the trio was up six to four um but um you know they put it together a little bit and um yet Loyola had a lead and when Loyola has a lead of, of five, six points, it can be really difficult to, for other teams to come back because they're poised on the offensive end. They take long possessions, they limit your possessions and uh, their defense is so good. So when you do get the ball, you really have to work for a shot. So uh, your possessions are limited. And in that respect, Nutrier made more plays down the stretch, uh, to, I, to take to take control and Loyola just uh, didn't they didn't put the game away when they had the lead and I think they had their opportunities to uh, but a lot of credit to the Nutrier defense you think a lot about defense when you think about Loyola but uh, defense has been the hallmark of Nutrier as well through this stretch of uh, four years or so where they've really been pretty dominant in the area. Yeah Loyola was up 21 to 15 at halftime um, Colby Smith for Nutrier um, you know, made some, you know, free throws toward the end of the game, but um, sank, you know, five of his uh, final six and finished with a team high 12 points. Um, Lee Master also um, had a huge game for Nutria, and that's kind of, you know, key to games like this where you have different players kind of contributing in order to pull up uh, uh, an important win like this. Yeah, and and he, as well as Colby, as well as uh, one other starter, um, I can't remember, maybe it was Kirkpatrick, uh, we're in foul trouble in the first half, so they didn't get as many minutes as you would expect them to get in the first half. Um, but in the second half, um, you know, the role players stepped up for Nutria. You had 
Lee Master, uh, Will Lee Master, who's kind of their inside presence, uh, which which is big in this offense to play that inside out game, get the ball facilitate to the shooters, kind of a forward who can pass the ball um, is is big for that offense is is a big help and and he provides that role. So in the second half, he was kind of all over the floor and his three point play in the third in the fourth quarter gave Nutria its first lead since the since the second quarter. He got a roll to the basket, got a got a nice pocket pass from Colby Smith, and uh, you know converted with with a foul. Um, huge play with about halfway through the fourth quarter, gave Nutria a lead. It didn't give up after that, and um, he also had a couple big defensive plays down the stretch. And then, uh, as as I talk about in the story, he had a game ending, but it was technically a little after the buzzer, so it didn't count. But a breakaway dunk to just kind of exclamation point that victory and uh, send the crowd into a frenzy. How much did, you know, playoff experience kind of play a role in this? We're obviously new Trier's players, you know, they graduated a lot of guys from last year, but, you know, some of those bench players or whatever, some guys, you know, obviously have some experience from the last couple seasons. So, I mean, how much did that kind of play a role into, you know, what these teams were able to do and maybe what kind of helped Nutrier kind of pick up the win here toward the end, especially in the fourth quarter? I, I do think it was huge. And I think um, Loyola coach Livatino also thought it was huge. He he mentioned that in his post-game interview that um, they've been here before. They've got some of that poise. I think you especially see it in seniors like Logan Feller, who they call the floor general. Um, he makes uh, winning plays all over the floor. And um, whether it's uh, the right pass, just no, you know, little to no turnovers, um, just smart plays. And Ian Brown, I thought, had a nice game. He didn't put up um, maybe the the points he usually does, but he rebounded the ball well. Um, he, uh, I thought, he defended well. And um, again, not many turnovers for Nutrier in key spots. So, um, big game for those leaders. And and I think you're right that that experience of them being um, in the sectional final for the past uh, two years um, prior to this. And then, yeah, it was COVID before that. So uh, I think it plays a big role. All right, we'll talk more about Nutrient in the third and fourth quarter. Um, usually, you know, when the team puts together four program records, you would expect it to be a, um, a really, you know, big day. And obviously maybe you win the state championship. But uh, for Nutrient, it just ended up with a runner-up finish um, at the IHSA Boys Swimming and Diving State Championships. Um, Nutria set four records and uh, still finished second. Obviously, Hinsdale Central won the state championship um, after another just dominating performance, winning five events, setting three school records along the way, um, and adding eight top five finishes to rack up 337.5 points uh, to Nutria's 210.5. Um, it's kind of funny, Joe, just... Nutria, by all means, did not have at all a bad day, a lot of new records, a lot of top finishes, and it just happened to be that Hinsdale Central was just at another elite level. Yeah, I think all the credit in the world goes to that lineup for Hinsdale Central and what it's capable of. Super impressive <laughs> um, just being there and seeing how fast they were in so many events. You know, definitely the relays, um, but also Josh Bay, uh, set two state records, um, so he had a huge day for them, and uh, yeah, they they certainly deserve the state championship. So, kudos to them. 
Nutrier, I think, had a great Saturday. They were really happy with what they did, outperformed a lot of their times and a lot of their places. I think they were a little disappointed with their Friday. I think they felt that they could have got maybe a couple other guys to the finals and maybe in higher positions, um, in higher races. Uh, you know, there's two heats on, on Saturday. Maybe they could have got bumped up a heater in better position to win. But um, I don't think it would have mattered in the end for what Hinsdale Central was about to do. Really, it's more about what are you able to do as a team and, and controlling your own destiny? I think that's where they were a little disappointed, but nothing to shake your head about. Hold it low for program records, um, including um, two from Charlie Bufton and uh, I think a relay and also one from Aiden Music. I mean, Aiden Music was a state fly champ last year. He bested that time and reset the program record once again and came in third. That's how fast. Hinsdale Central was this time. Yeah, the Trevians had uh, had runner-up finishes in all three of their relays, the 200-yard medley, the 200-400 uh, freestyle, while Charlie Bufton, like you mentioned, recorded two third-place times, um, and senior Aiden Music went for third in the 100-fly and ninth in the 200-free. Um, just a really you know strong performance from a lot of guys, and obviously some guys will be coming back next season, and obviously will continue the Long stretch of success at a Nutra Boys swimming and diving. Yeah, for sure. They got that going on, um, coming right back. Um, I think they graduated a really impressive class here with Music Bufton, um, Charlie Angelov, um, uh, other guys too. I'm sorry, not remember right now, but it's it's a good group that kind of led Nutria back from, oh no, fifth place <laughs> back to, to state trophy cat, uh, contention and state championship contention. So impressive unit. And then just a you know note on the diving. Uh, sorry, I didn't know if you were going to bring that up, but Highland Park's Noam Kulbeck, uh, Kulbeck, um won the diving championship. So first time in in Highland Park Giants history. Um, he had just an impressive Saturday. Um, all three of his dives were remarkable. Two of the three were the best among the field. So really just propelled him into first and kept him there. He finished second a year ago. So. Uh, I think to come back and win it, uh, he was really proud, and so was his coach. All right, to wrap things up here in the first quarter, girls uh, wrestling state championships were over the weekend. Um, Harley Hiller from Loyola finished runner-up after a tough 43 loss to Glenbard uh, North junior Gabby Gomez. Gomez was now a three-time uh, state champion with an 83 and overall record um, in their 115 title bout. Um, but, you know, for Harley, you know, see this in Mike Clark's story for the record, North Shore. Um, she was coming back from a, uh, an elbow injury um, halfway through the season that she didn't know she'd be able to come back until, um, you know, regionals and just, you know, obviously she was disappointed in not being able to win a state championship, but being able to finish runner-up felt like a, a big accomplishment for Harley. Yeah, I mean, certainly a big accomplishment. And this was really the match, I think, when when looking at all the matches at state wrestling that uh, – the best, the most anticipated. Um, you had two state champs going at it, and now they met up in the same weight class. And Gabby Gomez has been maybe the best pound for pound wrestler uh, on the girls' side in the state the past couple of years. She hasn't lost. She doesn't let uh, people take her down. Um, period. And you know Harley wasn't either. And Harley's proven to be. You know she had some losses this year, but most of them came at national level competition. Um, so. Uh, a 4-3 score, nothing to shake your head about. I know Harley wanted, of course, 
the championship, but to bounce back from what her coach called a, a very, a, a serious injury um, during this year and march all the way to the title in, in dominant fashion to the title bout and lose by one point, man, that's hard, but uh, kudos to her. Um, she'll be back and ready to go next year, I think, to, to maybe get a title. Yeah, congrats to her, and obviously looking forward to see what she's able to do uh, during her senior year uh, next year. All right, let's move on over now to the second quarter where we're joined by Loyola girls basketball player Paige Angles. Obviously, Angles helped Loyola um, win a super sectional game against Libertyville on Monday, and the Ramblers are heading down to state. Joe, what are the folks at home going to hear? Yeah, just talk to Paige about how that feels going to state. Um, first time in her kind of illustrious, you know, Loyola career. And um, yeah, that defense. Talk about that defense a little more. All right, let's have a listen. Uh, congrats. Thank man. you. Uh, going to state, uh, senior year. I don't know. What are you going through right now? It just feels amazing. But this has been our goal this whole year. And just doing it with these girls, I kind of feel better. We've had such a great year. It's just been so fun, and it's been the best way to end my high school career is just playing with all of them. So. Your offense as a team was slow today, like just to get out of the gates. What was up? What, what, what wasn't working early? We were just not really hitting shots. I think they were, they were also doing a good job of pressuring the ball. Yeah. Aubrey and I were both getting face guarded, and they were doing a good job with the ball pressure. And I don't know. I, I mean, um, Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> uh, but our defense was really coming through. We were putting so much pressure, and when we weren't converting on our threes, we were getting easy layups on the yeah. uh, on fast breaks. So it was, it was awesome. Like your defense is always good as a yeah. team. Yeah. It's a hallmark here. But especially when you weren't scoring, it seemed like you guys were extra ferocious. Is that accurate? Definitely. Definitely. Our coaches were saying the same. They were saying we're going to really need to grind it out on the defensive end if we want to win this game because we've been getting forcing a lot of turnovers. So that was definitely, we had we really had to buy into our defense today and it paid off. Awesome. And um, I don't know, uh, now you go to state, what happens between now and then? Do you guys, anything you can work out in like two days? I mean, I'm sure we'll have some, just scout the other teams, you know? Yeah. Prepare for this weekend to come and yeah, celebrate with everyone. So, yeah. Thank you, as always, Paige, for joining us. And thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. We always appreciate everybody's insight. All right, let's move on over now to the third quarter where we play Way, way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I argue or agree upon whether they can happen, Way or No Way, they cannot happen. All right, Joe, we're going to stick with girls' basketball and Loyola girls' basketball a little bit here. Um, looking at the top four seeds, um, in the Class 4A bracket for the Ramblers. Loyola, obviously, we will be playing Fremd on uh, Friday um, for a chance to play in the state championship, while Nazareth, uh, the defending Class 3A champion, will be playing Wabanza Valley. Um, Joe, way or no way you think all four teams have a strong chance of winning a state championship? Ooh, um, I do. You know, I, I, I was looking at it yesterday, and um... – both teams are not, or I'm sorry, all four teams are not only uh, great because they're here, right? Uh, but also, they're all playing very well. It doesn't seem like anybody's underperforming at this point in the season. Um, they've all won big games, big um, matchups the past week. 
Uh, and I think they're wearing a gel. I, I think we're we're in for quite a treat this weekend uh, in Bloomington with with what these four teams are going to put out there. So I say, wait, I, I do think Loyola is the favorite, but I don't think it's by a wide margin. Yeah, I'd go with way there as well. I think that you're seeing a lot um, of talented, you know, teams, obviously teams that have kind of been there and done that in other classes. Um, and it, there, there's a strong chance. I mean, I don't know. You could have the um, – all, all four teams, you know, all four placers are going to have something to be proud of after a really strong season. So um, I think that there's a lot of good stuff look, to look forward to, especially in this bracket. So um, definitely weigh on that one. I think all four teams definitely have a chance to win a uh, state championship. All right, moving on now to uh, our second question. We're going to move on over to the two-way bracket, which Regina is competing in. Um, Joe, I'm going to keep this uh, simple. Um, I'm not going to ask you whether Regina can win a state championship. Um, just yet, but I am going to ask you, since Regina's highest places have only been a third place match, way or no way you think Regina can get to the state championship game? I, 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 I guess you can, I, if they can, I sure, I certainly give them a puncher's chance. Um, so I, I guess I'll say way the way that question's phrased, I will say they are, they are underdogs here heading into Peoria Notre Dame, who's just, uh, a uh, a four A talent masquerading as a two A size school. <laughs> um, they're they're very good. Um, just looking at some of the teams they beat this year, their record, their performance in the past. Uh, this is just a, a powerhouse, and Regina gets a tough draw to start their state um, finals appearance, uh, their first one in twenty twenty one seasons. But um, I think they'll make the most of it, and um, you know um, I'm hoping they come away. Uh, with some good feelings about their performance. Um, but uh, it's going to be a tough, tough ask for them to topple Notre Dame. Yeah, I think it is going to be a tough ask. That's why I'm going to say no way. I just think that, you know, Peoria Notre Dame is too much of a talented team. Um, and I feel like you see that a lot in all the other sports that they compete in. Um, but I, I just think that this team is very talented, very competitive in all the sports, especially basketball. So unfortunately, I'm going to go with the no way. Um, I, I do think, you know, we'll talk more about this later. A third, a strong third place game could be in the works for, um, Regina later in the day on Thursday night, but I just think it's a tough task to try to upset Peoria and Notre Dame, such a strong team that has shown that it can beat some of the bigger teams in the state as well. All right, Joe, Nutria boys swimming and diving didn't have the result it wanted, uh, finishing runner up, but still set a lot of program records. So way or no way you consider this runner-up finish a successful season? Uh, 100%. Yeah, I think it was a great season for them. I think they did a lot of special things during the year. They did go really, really fast. You know, as Aiden Music told me, it's better to be second and be really fast than um, be first and and not hit your goals. Um, so uh, they they were super fast. It just they ran into a buzzsaw, as, as Coach said. So I uh, I think very successful season for the Trek. Yeah, I would definitely go with a very successful season again. Um, I'll go with Way. It just, you know, we talked earlier about how Hinsdale Central kind of was just on a tear and um, on one and just really able to compete really well and, you know, do everything that it did to win a state championship. So, um, Way, I think they definitely had a successful season. And um, that's not something to us sneeze down or look down upon. Just, you know, what are you going to do? Hinsdale Central just had a, you know, a historic day as opposed to a, um, a great day that New Trier had. All right, Joe, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, this boys basketball sectional in Maine South and, you know, how good is it, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, but way or no way, you think that New Trier, um, you know, now in the sectional final, has a chance to go back down to state um, once again? Way, way looking at the layout of this, you know, um, GBN and New Trier, I think, are both capable of winning that super sectional matchup uh, the following Monday um, against, you know, a team like, I don't know whether it will be uh, Batavia or I think maybe, maybe York is there and I think they're on similar footing as those two teams. So um, I think whichever, whichever team from here on out, uh, and that includes yesterday is, is playing great basketball. Their best basketball, I think is going to do it because I think they're all pretty equal or close to, um, I don't think there's any standout team among this, you know, remaining four in the super sectional. So uh, I think way, I think New Jersey certainly is right there. Yeah, I'll go with Way there as well. I, I don't know. I don't really know what to make of any of this anymore. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I do. Sure, I'll say Way. I think they can get there. I think they have the experience, and all it really takes, especially in a tournament like this, is, you know, to get hot and, you know, just feel like you can compete for a chance to go down to state. So I'm going to go with Way there. Um, I don't see a reason why this team can't do it. Um, and it'll be fun to talk more about that in the fourth quarter. Uh, wrapping things up here in the third quarter, though, Loyola boys basketball, obviously, um, won a regional title, um, but lost in the semifinals as the number one seed in the sectional. Um, obviously we talked a lot about the success that they've had in tournaments and in the CCL kind of mixed bag. So Joe, way or no way, is this a successful season for the boys basketball team? Yeah, I think certainly, um, uh, I think they did go in uh, with hopes of uh, a state appearance or at least a sectional championship. They were certainly talented enough, uh, but we've talked about a lot of times at this point in the season with who they are and who their opponents were down the stretch that they were all so similar and it would come down so uh, to a couple plays here or there. So I don't, I think overall, you know, big picture view, yes. But if I'm sure if you look at their goals at the beginning of the season and you just made it black or white, we either win a sectional championship or we don't and we missed it, I guess you could construe as a failure. I just don't think 27-win season, third best in program history, you can call it that. Yeah, I'll say it's a successful season. Maybe it's not exactly what they wanted to accomplish, but I'll go with a successful season, just being able to, you know, capture a regional championship, um, have a lot of success throughout the season. Um, so I'll go with the way I think it was a successful year for the Ramblers. All right, Joe, we're going to move on over to the fourth quarter. We are down to three games to cover this upcoming week, uh, potentially more, obviously, depending on what happens over the next few days. Um, but let's start things off with boys basketball and stick with that. New cheer will play GBN on Friday in the main South sectional championship. Um, and then they'll play either Glenbard North or let's see who else they could potentially play. Uh, Glenbard North or York or Batavia. Um, That's right, okay. In that game uh, on Monday for a super sectional matchup. But before looking forward to that, um, Friday against GBN, obviously these two teams split their matchups. Uh, Nutrier won the most recent one, 67-34. Um, they lost earlier in the year to GBN. Um, falling by four points, I think it was, yeah, 38 to 34. I don't know, Joe, what's going to happen in this matchup? Which teams are we going to see? I feel like every time you see a basketball game from any of these, you know, either of these two teams, you can get any sorts of, you know, different results. 
Yeah, I think you can too. I think, you know, I lean toward we're going to see rock him, sock him down in dirty basketball like we did that first matchup between GBN and Nutrier. Just a few plays are going to decide it, and the defenses keep things close. They know each other so well. Um, it's a little bit of what we saw last year as well. Um, but I do also get a feeling like Nutrier's due for a hot three-point shooting game. Um, I thought they missed some pretty good looks against Loyola that would have made it um, – that would have gave them a little, a little bigger of a boost. Um, and they certainly got the talent to shoot it, but GBN is hundred percent. Now I know, you know, late in the season when Nutria beat them by double digits, um, they were injured. And now Sam Lippett Lappin's back. I think he's been their leading scorer. Josh Fridman's back, the point guard, who's, uh, uh, you know, one of the best players in the conference. Um, so steady at that point guard position. Um, and uh, Owen Janulius is playing really well. So, you know, they're three-headed monster over there. You got to contain it. They're playing really well. They beat a very hot GBS team by double digits yesterday. Uh, I think Nutria's in for it, and they got to be ready. What game style fits, you know, Nutria better? Do they want to be in a high-flying game, obviously, that they beat GBN with the high-scoring game, or do they want to be in a low, you know, sort of game like they had Um you know, with Loyola on Tuesday, what style, I guess, works better for Nutrier? No, that's a great question. I, I think if they're in a high-flying game, their their defense is not performing. So I don't think they want to be in a in a shootout. Um, I think they're comfortable in uh, the low 50s, I would say. And, and they feel good about their chances when they're scoring about 55 to 60 points. Um, if If – if we're just all out running and it's been in the seventies, I think their defense is faltering and, and they're, they're going to be disappointed in their efforts. So I would say it's a little in between. I don't think anyone loves, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Loyola does 30 point games. I, I think that proves maybe you're just, um, your offensive execution was off no matter the defense you're playing. And, um, but if I had to choose, I, I just don't think it could possibly be a free flowing full game with GBN. That's not how, either team really plays. Um, but I think New is comfortable right there in the middle in the 50s. So what happens in this game? What are you expecting in the, out of this game and does New make it to Monday? I don't know, Mike. I really, <laughs> you know, it's so hard to choose. You know, I've seen a couple different faces of New this season and um gbn's been hard to watch too because of, of their injuries here or there but i mean when they're at full strength i do think they're a top 15 if not a top 10 team in the state i'm not sure they are um they've got everybody back but is everybody 100 percent? i don't know um i think nutrier on any given night can play at that level but i think gbn's more consistent at that level if that makes sense yeah um so it's going to be, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to watching it, but I guess if I were to put it out there, I just, uh, I'll put my support behind the team we cover and say Nutrier is due for a big game. And one of their big scores is due for a 15 to 25 point effort. And that's either Chris Kirkpatrick, Ian Brown, or, um, or Colby Smith. Um, I don't include Logan Feller in that because he's not the biggest. I don't know if he's, He's capable of putting up 25, but that's their offense isn't humming if he's kind of 
the the lead scorer. So he's more the facilitator um, pilot on the court. So um, I, I think I expect one of those guys to have a game. And if they have a game, then I, I think they win. All right, Joe, is this game tougher than a potential super sectional game? Or do you think a super sectional game might finally expose this sectional and finally show, you know, maybe this team is, you know, these teams are good, but they're not as good as the, as the local other area teams are? At the risk of 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 uh, offending the other sectional, I think I think there are better sectionals around the state. Um, I think there are ones that contain um, a, a handful of top ten teams. When the, these two combined, maybe maybe have only a couple. So um, I think if we were to name the top five. 4A teams, maybe none of them would be in these two sectionals we're talking about is kind of what I'm trying to say. But that's not how sectionals work, right? You got to come out of your area. You got to win your bracket. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is I think it's going to be very similar to the type of basketball we're playing. And I think maybe even Nutria and GBN are a step up at whoever comes out of, um, I forget where they're playing, but the the York, Glenbard North, um, Batavia, whatever sectional. Right. So do you think, so what, what, what happens, Joe? Is this team going to state next time we talk? I'll say whoever wins Friday is going to state. Yes. And I guess I did say that I expect one of those guys, I think Nutria pulls off something special um, and, and does it. So I guess I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> I'm talking myself into a yes. All right, well, we'll see, obviously, what happens this upcoming week. Uh, Joe has you covered, obviously, with all the game uh, game coverage of um, both, you know, a sectional final and a potential uh, super sectional as well. All right, Joe, Loyola plays friend, or let's actually start off with Regina, sorry. Uh, Regina plays Peoria Notre Dame on Thursday at 2 p.m. in the state semifinals for the Class 2A bracket. Um, then they would either play for third place on Thursday night or they play for a state championship on Saturday against either Nashville or Robinson. Um, Joe, what, you know, we talked about this uh, matchup against Peoria Notre Dame. It seems like a little bit of a too much of a hill to climb. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's just a really dominant program. And I believe they're, you know, got a couple losses, but they also play a very tough schedule against a lot of bigger teams. And they've, they've beat a lot of those bigger teams. Um, as well so it's it's going to be a really tough ask um, I think if Regina has one of their best offensive days ever I think their defense can hold tight maybe pull off a huge upset I just uh, I really think Pure Notre Dame's the, the favorite to win it all there so you know, these third place games are always so interesting because, you know, it's always hard. You know, you go from the emotion of playing in the semifinals and you always end up playing on the same night, um, late at night, usually, um, for a third place game. What happens in a potential third place game against either Nashville or Robinson, Joe? And do you think this team can uh, take third place? I think they can. Yeah. Um, I think that um, I'm going to mix them up, but I, I think Nashville's the team to that'll go to the finals. Um, let me take a look and make sure I'm right here. Yeah. I think Nashville's a, a pretty special team this year too. So um, I think they'll be playing uh, Robinson and I think that'll be a good matchup for them. I think it'll be a very 
tight game um, and um, they're good at holding teams um, under their averages. And if they can do that, I think they can win third place. So um, I think it's, they're certainly capable of bringing home a third place trophy. All right, Joe, let's move on over to the 4A bracket. Loyola plays friend. Um, and these two teams that met up against each other, actually friend gave Loyola um, its biggest scare of a loss this season. Um, so, you know, I know these two teams are different from, you know, whatever it is now two or three months ago, but how much does that matchup play a factor into what both teams are going to try to do in this uh, semifinal game on Friday? Um, probably not much other than they might know the personnel a little better each team than they did if they didn't play. Um, just maybe some tendencies here or there and um, maybe how to guard a little, a little, a little more effectively, but you know, like you said, they're they're vastly different teams. Uh, they're playing at different speeds, different levels. Uh, at this point, um, tweaking lineups here and there. I know Loyola in this playoff stretch in the last few games has certainly shortened their lineup a little bit, and they've got it pretty tight and figured out what they want to do. Um, and uh, I'm sure Frem's done the same, and, and they got their strategy for their playoff run, and they've looked really good in this playoff run these past few games. So... <clears throat> I think it's going to be a really tight game. I just Loyola and what they, you know, it's funny you say in these tournaments, like they say in NCAA all the time and uh, college basketball and the same goes to high schools. Guards, guard play is so big in um, do or die games, you know, turnovers, controlling poise, all that sort of thing. And Loyola has got the best guards and they play five of them at the same time. Um, so uh, it, they're hard to stop, and uh, if they're going well, and I haven't seen really a um, a bad game from Paige Angles, Aubrey Galvin, they just, even if they have bad portions of a game, they can respond, and uh, th they are poised, and they've been in these spots before, and I just expect them to show up. Yeah, obviously it'll be really interesting to see, you know, all of that and how that plays a role. So, I mean, looking at it potentially, you know, they beat Fremd on Friday, play in a state championship game on Saturday against either Nazareth or Obanza Valley. Obanza Valley pulling off the overtime upset against Alton um, in the super sectionals. Um, Nazareth beat Obanza um, Valley by 20 points, I think it was, I saw um, a little bit earlier in the year. Uh, Naz defending Class 3A state champions have losses to Downers Grove North, uh, Marion Catholic, and IMG Academy but they have not lost in the calendar year 2024. If Loyola does end up playing Nazareth, Joe, obviously Naz has got some a few college players here and there and have the experience of winning a state championship. How tough of a matchup is that on Saturday? Yeah, that is that is what I'm expecting it to be. Of course, um, stranger things have happened, like, like we talked about, two, you know, four really good teams here. Um, but that's going to be just a great matchup. It's a... Similar to Loyola in a way that um, multiple players on NAS can get you. Um, you can't really key on one specific player. Um, they do play more of a post game than Loyola does, and they do rebound. Um, they'll have a rebounding advantage, I should say. But who hasn't had one against Loyola? Loyola has fought through that to a 36-0 record. So um, while it is a weakness for them, they, they make up for it in other areas, the Ramblers do. But... Um, Naz is really good. Naz and, you know, 
you talked about them, you know, going undefeated this year so far. Uh, they've got big wins on that resume, you know. Um, Bennett, Bolingbroke, Marist, uh, they got big wins. So uh, Wabonzi, as you said, who's here at State. So um, if we get to that point, uh, and they they just beat HF by 15, um, it's going to be a yeah. heck of a in the championship bout. And uh, again, it's getting me really excited because I think this, that's what this tournament's for. You get the best teams are advancing. Uh, should be fun. So if it is Loyola and Naz on Saturday, Joe, what happens? I think we have a really co- close matchup and I do think Loyola uh, punctuates its perfect season. I think they cap it off and I think it's only by one possession, maybe, you know, depending on, how the last few seconds go, you know, maybe they get some free throws here or there, but that's the type of tightness I expect a one possession type of finish. Um, and, uh, but I do think Loyola caps it off. Thanks to uh, the experience and some of their, their guard play. All right. Well, Joe, will have you covered with all of that basketball. Looking forward to that um, as uh, we are heading into you know, this weather has made it – it's been confusing to figure out what season it is, but it should be 70 on Monday. So um, a lot of great stuff for spring seasons to come forward, but obviously we still are looking forward to the end of the basketball seasons here. Thanks so much for uh, listening to our latest episode of the Varsity Podcast. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you give us a like and a good review. We always appreciate your support. Make sure you check out all of my work at FridayNightDrive.com. We've got a lot of great coverage for you guys, so make sure you are checking out all that stuff. And make sure you subscribe and donate to the record, NorthShore.org. Joe not only has you covered with all this playoff basketball and all this other stuff, but Joe also has you covered with uh, stuff going on in the community, board meetings, and uh, um, restaurants, businesses, all that. So make sure you support and subscribe to the record, NorthShore.org. So... For Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week. Make sure you try to enjoy the weather and enjoy the um, playoff basketball, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, NorthShore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.